stole my face. Oh, poor girl. Quickly, take a seat. You must still be worse for wear. Take a seat and tell us. What do you mean, stole your face? She lets you kind of guide her to a chair. She really sort of is just kind of staring around. Doesn't really respond to your question. It's just like she's looking at you, but not really, just looking sort of partly through you. Like she doesn't, you know, she's, she's a little bit out of it. Doesn't really know what's got the thousand yard stare. Yeah. 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 Thousand yard stare kind of deal. Yeah. Hmm. Looking to the others in the room. Booger's going to, as an aside, kind of lean over. She doesn't seem like she's all there right now. So just to like confirm, she does in fact have a face. She does right? have a face. Yes, she does have a face. <laughs> okay, they didn't well, literally so. steal her but, face. No, okay. This is a good question. Like, well, <laughs> sat next to a horror show no. right now. <laughs> that's a, good, that's a good, good, good check up on that though. That's yeah. No, she does have a face. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I think Mary is just like looking at her really quizzically, kind of like turning, turning her head and. Like, what do you, what, what? And just trying to, like, looking at her face and just turning her head and trying to look from different angles. Like, what do you mean they stole your face? Are you sort of seeing if there's anything out of place? What, what's your thinking here? Yeah. You... I guess if, if I could see anything, like, different, and I don't know. Like, I don't know, anything weird I'm okay. looking for. Um, I guess maybe just a perception check then, actually. Okay. So I rolled an 18. 18. Okay, that's pretty good. I mean, other than... Yeah, other than, like, the distress that you're seeing in her just general demeanor, nothing seems, like, physically kind of out of place. She's still got the kind of... The wound is on, you know, just below her neck has been closed over by the healing magic that you've got her and such so that's no longer a problem there's still a little bit of a nasty kind of red sort of mark there you know it's not fully healed up and it's a sort of the, the thing with D is you know a long rest or like healing magic will get you back to 100 percent. but like i feel like there should still be like some kind of healing process yeah, that needs to go on sense. so yeah um so that you can definitely tell that that's where the womb is still there but like as as far as like around her face and such it, it just nothing seems kind of out of place at all or anything she doesn't look you know she's her hair's a bit wild and such as it's you know i don't i feel like you know you kind of dragged her in from the woods and put her in a bed and you know there wasn't a lot of like well we'll just tidy her up <laughs> much going on but you know nothing nothing physically seems kind of like wrong with her mm -hmm. as you can see so Mira's gonna say, "You look, you look. Uh, I mean, you look fine, but uh, I mean, you look sort of like we dragged you in uh, from the woods and and stuff. And so you're, you know, but you look fine." She, she sort of looks up at you, and you can see her sort of blinking her eyes if she's kind of focusing, and, and starts touching her face and, and such. And see, the other one, she took, she took my face. But she took it. Can anybody get this girl a mirror? I think I think she needs a little bit of reassurance. Does Booga not have like a hand a mirror or something? I'm just thinking. <laughs> that, no, I don't, I don't think you do. You don't think you put it in your inventory. I was just thinking based on like you know you take care in your appearance and such. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, he's completely bald, so he doesn't really have to do too much. That's, on that that's fair enough. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
hey mister the barman he's, uh, oof. he's paying attention but he's, he's still kind of behind the bar but I guess you're sort of in the immediate vicinity he goes oh, oh two seconds disappears into the back room comes back the sort of not 100% clean but like it, it, you get the feeling that maybe this is like his shaving mirror mm-hmm. and he just kind of hands it over the bar to whoever wants to take it and Booga will take it and kind of present it in front of the girl's face look look, look you're perfectly fine you're perfectly fine she sort of looks into the mirror and again is sort of touching her face and sort of looks up at you and I guess get, can I get an insight check from you okay doke 15. 15. Okay, not bad. I mean, what you're picking up really is not that she... There's a little bit of confusion still. But you're almost sort of picking up a little bit of frustration that, like, it's more like you're not understanding what she's meaning. Mm-hmm. Rather than, like, confusion at, like, what she's seeing, if that makes sense. Okay. But I think that, yeah, there's, like, some general confusion, but it's more like a little bit of frustration that... Even though, you know, you, you, she's only said what she said... It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're not filling in gaps that it's a little impossible for you to fill in, and she's a bit frustrated. <laughs> right. Yeah. Seeing this, then, Booga will furrow his brow a little bit and say, um, I, I'm, I'm very sorry, you, you, this doesn't seem to have given the level of reassurance I was really hoping for here. Um, what do you mean, taking your face? You have your face. The, the, was the woman in the woods, she, she changed her face... Her face changed to my face. Ah, illusions of some sort, no doubt. Do you have any uh, experience with magic yourself? Are you from around these parts? I'm very sorry to harangue you with these questions, but there are so many on our minds. No, I am from uh, Ashala. Oh. Ashala is the the neighboring country. Mm -hmm. From where you are at the moment, it's probably... It's a a few days travel uh, along the roads. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you've come some way, and for terrible experience at that, it sounds like. But the, the woman, you, you, I assume you didn't know her then. Would she just come out of the woods and do this? I, I, I don't know. I was traveling with my with my, my, my companions, and we, we suddenly we were stopping, and they took us out and did terrible things. Rickard, he's... I saw them kill him, and she held me up, and her face changed. Wait, wait kill, kill, you say kill, kill who? Who, who was killed? I, I, I Rickard was my, my, my manager. He, I saw them cut his throat. I didn't see what happened to the driver and our other guard. Why? Why, why would, why would someone want to, you know, you seem like a very nice person, so why would, why would someone want to do this? I don't know, I'm, I'm only a singer. Hmm. Don't worry yourself too much now, you're, you're safe with us. You've got room and board until you're better. Um, is, is there anybody we could contact for you? Where were you headed to? I, I, I have a concert in... In, in in Valane, Hins is the capital. Uh, in uh, I I don't know how long it has been since the attack, but it was three days' time from when I last remember. 
concert, you say? Who who were you performing for? Uh, the, the, the king, the, the royal, the royal opera. Booger looks to the other pair of the group with a look of concern in his face. I have a horrible feeling that this stolen face may be leading to something far more, I don't know, weighty than just the attack on this group. Do you think? Do you think we maybe? Do you think maybe we should uh, go to to Villeney, uh, you know, and and try to intercept them? Well, it's not what we set out to do. But if the king's life is potentially in danger, then well, it's our duty to the land and the people. Surely, I'm, I'm happy to go if you two are. But it will take us off the beaten trail. We were we were pursuing that robbery, but this sounds yes. Far more important. I feel like you were pursuing that robbery. <laughs> well, Luke has considered that these two are along for the ride, yeah. so like. Yeah. Well, if if we should if we can do something, you know, that's good for for lots of people, that that we should, you know, we should do it. So let's go. What about you, Kirik? You're awfully quiet over there. I'm. Um... Are we dealing with a shapeshifter, or are we dealing with magic, or both? It's bad either way. We need to go. I'm glad we're all in agreement. Yes, I, I, I'd hate to think that we would know this and simply let it happen. Well, I, I suppose we're going to have to get ourselves a ride out of here. And we, we know who that's going to lead us to. It doesn't have to, I will say. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of in the moment as Booger. There, it's like he's, he's just thinking about like these are the components we have, but we know who, who's got the carts and the horses. Well, the horses is someone else, right? Yeah, I can't yeah, remember what was his name. Trustworthy. It was yeah, it was a different. Tra- it was his ex business partner, wasn't it? Never yeah. mind. Right. <laughs> the <wife's laughs> That might. I'm just saying that might not be the only way out of town. Oh, of course. <laughs> But I'm thinking speed, because we, we, yeah. we don't know how quickly these people have made off. We don't know what their equipment is beyond the fact that there seem to be a few of them, and at least one of them's got some kind of magical capacity, so... They're just going to turn to Hamish. Oh, uh, Hamish, uh, do you have, uh, like, a way that we could get to Velenay? You know, like horses or something? Ooh, Velenay. Hmm. Some distance. Um... Well, I suppose if there's any number of carts, you know, carriages heading through town, I mean, might be able to hitch a ride. Uh, I don't really have any horses I can lend you myself, but uh, always the mail carriage. I'm sure we can find someone to assist. This is a matter of king and country. Surely there'll be a good patriot around here that'll be happy to pass over some goods and services. Ultimately, it'll come back tenfold their way if they help us now. Booger scratching his chin, thinking about how he might have to negotiate, and that these are these are lines that might come back out of his mouth again. <laughs> I'm looking real quick at my money. <laughs> well, uh, just to give some some geographical information, then I guess. So you're in Colton's March. It's not too far from the capital. It's quite a long ways walk. It would take you at least three days to walk there, and part of that is back the way you've already been trudging. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a in a fast carriage, it could probably be done in day and a half. Well, assuming that carriage that we saw um, last night 
mm. was uh, going was them. It was going pretty fast. Yeah. So, I I think I think haste is the best course of action here. Mm -hmm. But let's try and get a little bit more info and then push on. I guess. Okay. Mm -hmm. Booger will try and ease himself a little bit in his demeanor mm -hmm. and turn back to the girl and say, I, I really, I, I'm so sorry, but we do need to know the specifics of what the people that attacked you, at the very least numbers and their equipment, perhaps. Did you, did you get a sense of whether they were with a carriage or anything like that? Anything that would be pertinent to us chasing them down would be helpful at this time. Uh... No, they 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 took us from our carriage. I think there was three, maybe maybe four. I can't be sure. I'm afraid it is is it all happened so quickly. It was a bit of a blur. I was snoozing in the back of the carriage, and before I knew what was happening, we it stopped, and they were dragging me out of the out of the carriage into the snow. Well, if they took your carriage, then that seals the deal. It must have been them barreling past us in the night. I think that's as much as we'll need from you. And Just take a moment to, to have a breather, perhaps get a cup of tea from the uh, the lovely landlord over there. I'm sure he's happy to help. The the barmaid, um, Ilya, who was also there when you came in before, is already coming over with a, a drink. Where as you say this? Oh, perfect timing. Uh, yes, yes. Help, help this girl. I, I need to speak to my companions. We've got some planning to do. And he'll turn off to the others and say, well, I guess a horse and cart is in order, and leaning quietly to them. Do you think it would be for the best to bring her with us? When time comes, if this shapeshifter is uh, performing and maybe close to the king, we, we may need something in the moment to immediately demonstrate that they're in danger. Do you think she would come with us? Well, we can ask. Did she say why she was... And this is for you guys, not necessarily a GM question. Did she say why she was... Like, is there an event that she's performing for? Yes, it's a concert for the king. Nothing more specific than that, in fairness. We could ask a little more, but... Is it a, a festival or... Well, that's... An anniversary? That's <laughs> Leaning back over and turning back towards her. Excuse me, sorry, one moment. Uh, what was this concert? Was, was it a birthday for the king or a festival for the people? What What was the manner of performance? Uh, at the Opera House, um, the first show of the season. I see. Mm. Well, it sounds like it may be a crowded event, ladies and lords of the land, that kind of thing. Well, shall we, shall we see if she would be happy to join us and then we can perhaps leave her here while we gather equipment for the, the ride and then set off. Kirik nods. Mary is like at the door vibrating. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose that answers the question. And uh, we, we'll be back soon enough. Um, you you stay there and warm up and rest up. And yes, we'll see you soon. She sort of absentmindedly looks and gives you like a, a sort of slight wave. And Okay, okay. Let's, let's see you soon. Uh, as we're leaving... Booger's going to ask, like, should we go straight to the horse vendor? I mean, we've, we've spoken to the cart guy once, and well, his where's what they were. We might be able to cajole him now that the king's potential life is in danger. But at the very least, we need the horses. Either way, yeah, yeah. I think I think the horses is the way to go first. 
Right, I think I remember where they pointed us before. It's not the biggest of towns, so it wouldn't, wouldn't be the longest uh, search, I would imagine. It's the kind of place where, like, I can't imagine, and tell me if I'm wrong, it's, it's not so built up that we wouldn't be able to sort of see this kind of place in the distance, where, like, stables and what have you, are, like, that's going to be a distinct building in a village. Uh, yeah, yeah, you'd be able to find it. I mean, it's it's a little bigger than a village. There's about 500 people living in here, in the okay. town. Uh, you know, because it is quite... It's on, you know, three major roads do meet here. So it's not tiny, tiny, but, like, it's not... You know, you, you're not going to take you forever to <laughs> to find. Well, let's start to wandering in that direction, and I'm, I'm sure we either we'll see it or we'll perhaps smell the stables before we get there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, so you head off back up the road, uh, again, ducking past... Uh, Trusty Williams, and uh, he, no sign of him this time. You guess maybe he's uh, he's back in the back in the office, um, maybe shouting at his son again. And um, yeah, heading heading back through town. I mean, you don't really have to go too far through the the town square or, or anything like that. But you as, you as you kind of head out down the southern sort of end of, of the town, you, you can see a another yard up ahead, which um, with, with some buildings that looks stable-like, I will say, so you, you feel like this is probably the place. There is another hand-painted sign, very similar to Trusty Williams' one, and this one says, Trustworthy Tony's Discount Horses and Saddle Warehouse. And there's a, there's a smaller sign next to it that says, Four Shoes for the Price of Three. What a deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, as we're approaching, then Booga will... Uh, ask the others um, does anybody want to put their foot forward for negotiations uh, I, I tend to find that I do intimidate people a little bit and well I don't want to get us off on the wrong foot well I I, I think I think I think I'd like to um, talk to this this Tony sir uh, yeah yeah I think I could best foot forward then let's see what they've got Okay. Alright. Heading into the yard. I mean, this is definitely the stables. The horses lined up in stalls, and there's a lot of hay everywhere, and um, a couple of stable hands kind of working around and that and everything. This definitely seems like a better kind of staff business um, than the uh, the used carriage emporium. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot in the way of customers, but it definitely seems like, okay, this has been, you know, this is a business that's not feeling quite so seedy, I will say. Mm. And there's a slightly better built looking office building than the shack that um uh William had. Okay. Mir's gonna stride straight up to the door and uh give it a perfunctory knock and then just walk right in. <laughs> okay. Um inside it's not terrible, it's not messy in here or anything at all, but it, it's not it's clearly not like an upper class, you know, sort of stables. This is very much like uh, a sort of practical, you know, for, for travellers and things. So it's, you know, it, it's nice, but it's not fancy in here. Uh, and there's a, there's a human man uh, behind the desk who's working on a, on a ledger. He looks up. Oh, hello. How can I help? Are you are you Tony? Tony? I am Anthony. Please. We are looking for uh, horses. We need to we need to get to uh, Valenay quickly. And um, it's a matter of of. Uh, national security. Ooh, exciting. Well, we've got, we have plenty of horses. Valenay's quite some distance, though, to be riding in this weather. Um, I can, I can show you what we've got. Uh, please. He stands up from behind the desk to, uh, usher you sort of back out into the, uh, the stable block. Mm-hmm. 
I guess it's at this point that he notices the seven foot tall booger and added booger. Sorry, I don't want to call him booger. There's a, there's a, slight, there's a slight difference there that I didn't intend to creep in. The uh, the very tall uh, booger and uh, Kirik standing right. Oh, hello. I think Kirik has been like petting every horse and stopping at every stall. Yeah, and just kind of. He's not going to use his speech of the woods, but he's definitely checking in and seeing how all the horses are doing. <laughs> Just like afternoon, how how, do, how you doing? Good to see you. Sort of. <laughs> yeah, you being treated right. Yeah, <laughs> been fed. I guess gonna get an animal. Handling do you want to save the king? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give, give me an animal handling check. I guess just to sort of see how how well this goes. That'd be an eighteen. Eighteen. Okay, I was about to say it's probably not the most high stakes of roles, but you run pretty well anyway. <laughs> yeah, the horses. Uh, <laughs> the vibe you get is that you know they they don't seem unhappy. They you know they. Munching away on their on their, their feed and stuff, and uh, they seem pretty chill despite the uh, the cold weather. And you know, you're not speaking in their language, but they you know they they pick up your friendly vibe and that. And uh, yeah, you're not you don't get kicked, is what I say. <laughs> Honestly, when it comes to horses, that's like all I want is not to get kicked. Yeah. So, so yeah, successful successful role there then. <laughs> yeah. I, th I think Booger will have just entered the room and stood by the door and seeing the guy motion towards him he gives him a broad toothy smile and a nod and a kind of little salute tap of the forehead he sort of nods back well, uh, afternoon to you sir afternoon uh, so these horses uh, we're, we're a little uh, short on cash right now but as I said it's a matter of national security can you help us at all well um, hmm. that does complicate things do you have any uh, identification? Well, nothing too official. Uh, I can't just give the horses out to anybody who says it's a matter of national security. I you know, wouldn't have any horses left. Well, Do you get that request often? No, but you're not the first. Yeah. Can't you? Can't you just? I mean, I mean, we're trustworthy folks, right? Right? I mean, you're trusty. We're trusty. And uh, uh, we're telling you know it's it's really it's really important we we and I, I give him this long sob story about how <laughs> or how we saved this woman outside the town and she told us that she's going to Valenay and we saw these people run off in the night and we need to get there quickly. Okay. Um, I get yeah. Make make a persuasion check for me then. Right. So you see how over this uh, story gets. Can I can I try and assist here to give advantage potentially? Sure. How are you how are you doing that? Um, kind of weighing in and like backing up all the points that are being made and emphasizing the danger. Like we found out this information just moments ago. We've come straight I, here. I got a twenty-five. Okay, I was gonna say yeah. You get, if, with Vuga helping, you can get advantage, but twenty-five is pretty good. I rolled an eighteen, so yeah. yeah. He's really drawn in by the story. Oh, wow. Well, this is... This is... You weren't kidding. This is, uh, this is certainly exciting stuff. Um, yes. Hmm. Well, I'd hate to be the one that stands in the way of helping the king. Hmm. How many horses were you thinking? Well, I think... I think we'd rather... Uh, I think... I think we'd rather... Uh, and as, as I look at my companions, I think we'd rather um, ride in a carriage. 
So, um, maybe like, what, like one or two? At the mention of the word carriage, his face kind of darkens a little bit. <laughs> we don't sell carriages here. It's uh. Well, of course we were, we were gonna we we're gonna um go back, go go talk to to William, but uh we we sort of. He's not trustworthy, you know. I know, but I think we can. Uh, I think I think we can come to an understanding. Hmm. Well. I appreciate your forthrightness. Uh, it's fairly well known around here that William and I don't get on anymore. But uh, you could have kept that a secret and you didn't. But hmm. I'll warn you, though, he will uh, perhaps not be so easy to convince to part with the carriage. And the wheel will probably fall off a mile up the road. I think, I think, I, I think we, can, uh, we can come to an understanding, you know. Oh, well, well, on your head be it. Um, don't say I didn't warn you about his uh, shoddy workmanship and laissez-faire attitude to treating his wife very well. <laughs> so that doesn't have any relevance in this. But oh, I'm sure, I'm sure. Very well. Well, when if, if and when you manage to secure a carriage from him, uh, come back and see me and we'll uh, sort this. We'll find you, find you the two best I can spare. Thank you. Am I am I correct in thinking that we want a carriage instead of a horse? I don't think I don't think Miri's very good at riding. Yeah, I mean it's 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 gonna be a day and a half travel still at least. Like you're quite some distance. It's uh I'm just looking at my map. Um Yeah, it's that if you're going fast, it's a bit a day and a half. Mm-hmm. So, um if I were to fly <laughs> how long would that take me what, what's your flight speed uh as i bring up my calculator i was gonna wild shape okay uh, i guess it would be the flight speed of whatever you were wild shaping into all right uh let me uh let's pull up a critter here yeah <laughs> so if you were a hawk it would be fly feet of 60 feet or 60 fly speed feet. of 60 feet how long does wild shape last for me, it's two hours. Two hours. Okay. 60 feet every six... Hang on, no, that's not right. No, what am I doing here? I 60 know. times uh, 10. 60 times 10. That's what I'm saying. In my head, I was like, what have I done here? And then that and then times, times 120. 60. No. Yeah. Six rounds a minute is the 60 feet times 10. Oh, and then yeah. 120 oh, minutes. Oh, the 120 is two hours. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. How many feet in a mile? Uh... 5,280. 5,280. Crazy. I, I'm loving the idea, the visual of like you wild shaping, like going up into the air and immediately booming off in a supersonic. <laughs> 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 so if you flew flat out for the two hours, um, you would get, you get further than they would in the cart. But yeah, you would maybe make it part of the uh, nearly two thirds of the way back to Foldell which is the next village the last village because you could get 13 miles in that time this world is a lot bigger than I thought it was I'm also picturing Kira like plummeting out of the sky yeah. <laughs> oops tired now <laughs> <laughs> and that's flat out with no stopping 60 feet per second for two hours that's less than seven miles an hour that can't be right I've, I've probably done something wrong here 
I was literally just having a discussion about how <laughs> people don't want to listen to us throwing numbers at each other, but this I feel like this is an important number to come up with. Um, hey, let me just eat per second in miles per hour. Oh my gosh, now it's physics math. Blech. Yeah. <laughs> That's 40 miles an hour. Okay, so you could go 80 miles. So you could get there in the two hours. Hey folks, Editing AJ here. I never do this, uh, but I'd feel the need to cut in at this point and just put my hands up and say, I know I got this maths bit wrong. Um, I had it right the first time. It's about, ooh, two, I don't know, 12 and a half, 13 miles an hour that Kirik should have been able to fly as a hawk, uh, not 40 miles an hour. Um, what I did was when I put in the numbers into a, what does feet per second equal in miles per hour, instead of going 10 feet per second, which is, should have been right, I put in 60 feet per second, which spelled out the 40 miles an hour. Let's just pretend that whatever hawk Kirik can turn into for some reason can fly 40 miles an hour hour do not email me enjoy so kira could be waiting for us <laughs> yeah <laughs> you could get there in the two hours and be very tired but in straight Ooh. line yeah you could get to well at the very least you could get to westgate which is the sort of the the western border of it and then just have a, a and, nice long rest yeah they just chill out for a day on. and a half while the others catch up <laughs> but, yeah. yeah well that's the All thing right. like you have to wait for us well you'd probably wait for us well, depending on how eventful our ride would be, it could just be a a montage of <laughs> like as you're flying, we're riding. Yeah, and then you're I'm trying to I'm trying to remind myself that this is Dungeons and Dragons and not Call of Cthulhu, where you should not be splitting the party. But like my impulse is like, okay, bye. We have to save the king now. <laughs> I'll see you. See you in Validay. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. We could theoretically meet something on the road. Mm -hmm. But then it is in terms of, like, a matter of national security. We've, we've got somebody that can get there quick. Should they? Like, on that basis, we could get a message there. Maybe you might even get ahead of the people that are trying to, we're trying to stop. Yeah, I think I think Carrick is going to pause in the middle of the street between the two shops that are hilariously now across the street from each other. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, I, I can shapeshift and fly if we really need to get there fast. Well, you could warn the king, try and try and get the point across. I, I don't know whether they'll believe you or not, um, but at the very least, you can be there prepared for whenever these brigands turn up and you'll be able to recognize the girl's face. Do we have proof to provide? I mean, Tony made a good point. We don't exactly have qualifications. Uh, the best we've got is our witness, I think. Do you think she has anything that we could send? Hmm. Maybe like an invitation? It has to be small. We could have her write a testimony of sorts, but again, this would be walking into the palace and presenting a piece of paper to the king and saying, you've got to believe us. I'm not sure of his temperament on that, that front. Well, at the very least, I do think it's a good idea for you to get on ahead of us. And, well, if it doesn't work, if you can get there that quick, then perhaps you could even get back to us. I mean, did you know that um, she said that she was supposed to perform in, in three days, right? So that would be, like, theoretically, that would be two days from now, I guess. Hmm. I'm trying to remember if anyone grabbed a sample off of the weird tree thing. No, you did not. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, after you defeated it, you kind of grabbed her and got out of there pretty quickly. All right. Well, before before I fly off, we'll uh, 
Let's talk to the witness again and see if we can't send something along that might help. Well, it, it, we'll, we may still... I don't mean to make this awkward, but creature comforts on the road are quite essential to me to some extent. It would be nice after having spent some time in bed and getting a taste for it. We could do with that cart. So perhaps you could uh, speak to the witness and we could get the cart, or try to at least. Or I could, and well, mm. what do you think? Divide and conquer, you guys go take care of the cart. Yes, a good plan. Well, best of luck. I, I do hope that this girl's going to be able to provide something of substance to take to the king, but we'll see. If I don't hear from you in a couple of days, I'll, I'll fly back. Yes, jo join us on the road. We'll, we'll take the, the most direct and uh, main route in order to ensure that you can spot us from the air. Good luck. You too. Mm-hmm. And we'll split off dramatically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> You are still all stood outside the stables, so uh, you all have to walk in the same direction to begin with, so it's kind of awkward. But <laughs> We definitely do that thing where we're going in the same direction, so we say goodbye, but we're all going the same way. Yeah. And so... <laughs> sort of, right, see you later. Oh, oh you're going this way yeah. too? Okay, um, well, uh, yeah. let's, let's stride with purpose. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But so, so Kirik, you're going back to the back to the inn, is that right? Mm-hmm. And the other yeah. two of you are going to talk to William, is that also right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's go with uh, let's stick with Kirik first, I think. Is it, speed is the uh, speed is the plan here. So yeah, it doesn't take you too long, Kirik, to get back to the, the rolling wheel and um you you find that the young lady is still sat at the table, um the, the barmaid isn't sat with her anymore, but she's sort of keeping an eye on her. She's sort of near the bar, and uh, they brought her, like, a bowl of soup as well. She's not, like, digging into, but it's, like, there, and she's got the spoon in her hand kind of thing, so it's, she's still looking a little, a little bit sort of, I don't know, contemplative sort of thing. She, she's not, like, chatting away with people. She's sort of lost in her own thoughts a little bit, I would say. I think his approach is going to be just by nature, that's how he is anyway, but especially considering how traumatized she obviously is. Hmm. Uh, his approach is going to be very gentle. He's going to do what he can to kind of make himself like if not small, then at least non-threatening. Yeah. Um, and he's going to sit down across from her. Oh, uh, he hello sir. Hello. Um, I, I realized we didn't get to talk much earlier. I I'm Kirik. Um, my companions and I helped you. I know if you really remember me but oh yes yes of course um i'm uh, marianne i'm about to go to valonay very quickly and speak with the king and try and see if we can't stop whatever it is that these face stealers intend to do so is there anything you could send with me that might help legitimize the claims that we're making to the king um i, I i've never I've never, never met the king. I was contracted by the, uh, the, the opera house themselves. Is there someone at the opera house who would know or who would believe? Uh, maybe, maybe the manager of the opera house, uh, Oris, he, he, he would know me. Um, my manager, uh, Ricard, he, he used to organize everything, but, uh, I have met Horace many times. 
I, I could give you my locket to give to them. And she reaches for her neck and realizes that what she was looking for is not around her neck. Oh, oh no. It was, it was my grandmother's. Uh, the attackers, perhaps they took it. All right, well, perhaps I can search the area again and see if there's anything in the light of day that was left behind. Uh, he was going to say if the bodies are still there, because if they shapeshifted and stole that shit, then like, oh, wait a minute. Did they also shapeshift and take your manager's form? I, I did not see that, no. Mm. All right, well, I, I can go back and see if there's anything that I can find that might prove while I'm on the way. I, I don't know what to what to give you. My my luggage was all on the carriage. Um mm. well, I'll look and I'll I'll be headed on to Valerie alone. Um my companions might need your assistance further though. I uh, I want to help. Um They killed my friend. Kirk's gonna reach over and gently pat her hand. And I think he just naturally has uh, an I'm sorry face anyway, <laughs> but it's especially resting, resting sympathetic. apology face. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. She, she doesn't like, she doesn't like withdraw her hand or anything. She's just like, she, she accepts the pat. <laughs> I guess. We'll, we'll figure this out and we'll stop them. I, I hope you can. Um, I do not know what it is they are planning, but they are not good people. No. He's going to give her, like, another little sympathetic pat on the hand and then head out. Um, yeah. How, about how long did it take to get from where we found her and had that fight to Colton's march? I don't think it was... I can't remember exactly what I said. It wasn't that long. It was, like... Okay. It was, like, half an hour walk out of town, I think. Something okay, like yeah, that. that's fine. So he's not going to wild shape until he gets to that spot and yeah. checks it out first so I think he'll start heading out of town just like a light jog yeah okay we'll, we'll go back to the others then while you're traversing the distance Booga and uh, Amiri the, uh, you, you make your way back to the um, the the yard of trusty William uh, again no, no signs of life in the yard itself but the, the light is uh, still on in the, the office the office shack that you can see Amiri's gonna do the same uh just stride up to the door, give it a knock, and walk right in. Booga will head in behind. As before, like, you get to the doorway and, like, the, <laughs> the door is pulled open. My friends, you come back to the yard to buy a carriage, no doubt. I knew you would be customers the minute I saw you. Um, Mr. Mr. William, we need to, um, get to, to Valenay really fast, because, um, it's a matter of national security, and uh, Mira's gonna give her the same, <laughs> give him the same story about, uh, you know, finding and saving this woman outside of town and what she told them and all that stuff. Uh, so you see, we need to we need to go, get there real fast, and we need a carriage. It's very very uh, important important trip. There, very uh, very important matter of life and death. You say. Mm. Gonna get a persuasion check. <laughs> Once again, uh, can Booga have uh, weighed in? Sure. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> emphasize points. So, with this with advantage, then. 
Okay, I did not roll as well. 16. 16, okay. You see him sort of taking on board what you're saying, and um, he, he, at least it seems to be putting on like a, oh, very, very, you know, concerning sort of thing. But you can also sort of get the feeling that you can see the... The, the fantasy equivalent of dollar signs popping up behind his eyes. Um, right. <laughs> well, if it's that important, I can... Perhaps maybe we can talk a discount. Well, you know, we need... Uh, what, what were you thinking? What were you thinking? The b- biggest discount I give, I don't want the king to have any trouble. I can, gi- I can give you 5% discount. I cut my own throat with this deal. Hmm... Five percent is very, very poor, and it, honestly, we don't we don't have the funds. Let's be frank here; we we don't have any money right now to give you. So, what you're going to need to do is have faith, good sir. You, you need to look to the future and understand that helping the king will benefit you. This will come back. We we promise that there, your name will be known. And I'm going to oh, oh you you cut your throat like a. You know, these people really, they cut the throat of an innocent man. Do you do you want his death to be in vain? Because we really need to... It's very, it's very sad. It's a very sad story, trust me. But, uh, hey, look, I'm running a business here. I need to feed my starving children. You can see his kind of portly single child sitting at the desk behind him. You mean, you mean Tommy there? And I pointed at the child. Sure, look at him. He's wasting away over there. Well, you know, Tony said he would be able to help us. Tony? um, Yeah. That bastard. And, you know... You know he stole my wife. He's giving us a really good deal. And and I know that... um, I know that you're more trustworthy than Tony. And and so you would be able to give us a, a really good deal, too. Because, um, you know, we're going to need to get to the capital. I don't deal with anybody who deals with Tony. But we need your help, sir. Many people need my help. And I'm going to put on the Puss in Boots face. (laughs) You've, You've kind of pushed the one button with him you maybe didn't want to push, which was mentioning the guy who stole his ex wife. Damn. It was a. It was a gamble. Yeah, it was a gamble. Um, you can try and... If you, if you can think of something else to persuade him again, but, like, he seems pretty pissed off now. I, I think I've got an angle here. Okay. Okay. So, Booger's watching th- this conversation and is really disliking how, like, unhelpful this guy is and is furrowing his brow. And as that conversation's kind of getting to its head and the face is being pulled and he's clearly not being taken by it, Booger leans into Miriam and goes, Excuse me for just one moment. Let me take the reins. And he <clears throat> clears his throat and he steps right up into his face and leans in very close. And I would like to intimidate him. Now, look here, you scumbag. This is about king and country. You better give us a bloody cart or I will smash your bloody head in. <laughs> I'll make an intimidation check for me, <laughs> if you would. Okie doke. Eleven. Eleven. He seems unfazed. <laughs> if anything, he's just, a little smirk comes in his, his corner of his mouth. Who do you think you're dealing with here? 
I sell you as cots for a living. I've broken more knees than you've had hot dinners. Get the hell out of my yard. <coughs> well, uh, well, uh, I suppose you have a point. We can't run you out of business now, can we? I'd like to see you try. But the people who took the cart originally could. You know, they could, they could know, they know that, that they uh, hurt the, the woman right outside this town. So they could come back and try to, you know, silence her. And who knows, maybe, maybe they think she's here. Yeah, maybe we tell people she's here. Hmm? Yeah, maybe she was last seen here because she was trying to get a cart and you wouldn't help her. Yes, I, I might find myself around town telling stories about you soon enough. You know, just dropping things here and there. He said this, or he, he was talking badly about you. Your mm-hmm. reputation, well, you seem to care about that, don't you? Hmm. Is that is that good enough for me to roll an intimidation? I think so, yeah. <laughs> okay. Booga weighing in. Uh, 16. 16. So this was actually going to be quite a hard check. Um, yeah, I thought so. He's not unmoved, but I don't. I think you just still fall a little bit short. He he kind of you can see the calculations going on behind his eyes, of like. Oh well, I did like my reputation, but then you're just like you—you're kind of—you're—you're you're almost a little off with who his main customer base is. Like he's not selling many carts to people who live here, and like you see him sort of think about it, and then just sort of—you you sort of see the internal shrug happen of like oh, I can take the hit, sort of thing. Of like it sort of goes well, people here. You look the the, the sort of all customer service facade drops and goes people here don't like me already you think I care what you say to them there's always somebody new coming through looking for a new wheel or a replacement cart even the two of you you're threatening to run me out of business do this do that but you need my services and no one else to go to get out of here well I I suppose we'll have to uh, and Booker's full of resentment for the fact that none of the intimidation worked and he's feeling a bit kind of disempowered in this moment. (laughs) We'll be on our way. Mir's feeling very desperate. Enjoy the road. So, the only other thing I can think of is to steal one. (laughs) Well, it's that or we just ride the horses. There's, There's two of us. We were offered two horses. Yeah. We could just rough it in terms of sleeping and bite the bullet. Kirik leaves you alone for five minutes and you're already stealing carriages. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we're not set on this quite yet. But it is an idea. But yeah, you're not out of options. I'm mm-hmm. not, yeah. We'd need the horses first if we were going to do it. Because it's going to mm-hmm. be a complicated getaway, really, to get the horses in, saddled, like, reined up and, like, hooked up to the cart. Getting that going without him coming out and being like, "What are you doing?" I don't yeah. know about that. All right, is there another way that we could get a cart or a carriage? I mean, 
there's quite a lot i mean this is you know this isn't an out of the way town there's like other carriages going through yeah and i don't want to say that in a like a steering you any kind of way thing i'm just saying like yeah. you know you're, you're you're not um you're not maybe as locked into needing a carriage from mm -hmm. trusty william as as maybe it has seemed okay so i would go i would like to go back to the inn because i want to talk to hamish mm-hmm Mm -hmm. And I want to ask Hamish about the mail cart. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. It's only a minute or two to get back up the road. You know, it's on the same sort of mm -hmm. stretch. And um, Kirik is gone by the time you get there. So this is... Yeah. So there's no weird crossover. <laughs> and uh, But the, the girl is still... still has her soup. That's how close it is. You know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you weren't very long at Williams. Um, mm -hmm. But, um, yes... She looks up as you come in, maybe thinking it was Kirik back in, but it's not. And uh, Hamish is behind the bar. It's not empty in here, you know. It's, it's not just the the girls out there. The uh, the regular guy who was the drunkard who was there before is still propping up his table with yet another drink in front of him. Um, mm -hmm. Troki, I think it, I said his name was. And um, but yeah, there's another couple of people in here. Okay. Uh, one or two with sort of travelling cloaks who maybe have. Um, they look like they're sort of getting ready to head out as well, and. Uh, wherever that is they're going and um yeah that's the that's the scene as you went to the bar so i'm gonna i'm gonna walk up to the bar um i assume hamish is behind the bar yeah and i'm just gonna say um mr mr hamish uh sir uh can you tell me what can you tell me about the mail cart it's uh well it goes from the uh the the, the mail office in town consignia they call it the mail office a bit of a fancy name for <laughs> whatever it is we just call it a post office around here um Every couple of days, heads uh, heads up north to the capital. And and when when does it usually come through? Hmm. Late this afternoon, maybe. Comes up south from Wild River. Stops off, uh, gets his horses a drink, picks up some picks up the mail from here, and uh, carries on. So here's my thought. My thought is that um, we might be able to, especially since the mail cart is already technically on royal business. Um, we might be able to convince them to ride straight for Valenay. Mm-hmm. Yep, we could get uh, that. I'm, I'm going to thank Hamish and uh, suggest that we head to the post office. No problem. Uh, he sort of gives you directions. And it's, it's off at the main square. Well, we'll have a little wander over there then and uh, see if we can get this new plan going. Mm-hmm. Okay. As you're wandering, let's cut back to Kirik. So, Kirik, you, uh, you you arrive back at the uh, the uh, site of the um, the ambush, and it doesn't look disturbed. It doesn't look like, as far as you can see, that anybody's been here in the you know few hours since you uh, since you stumbled across it. So it's pretty much as you left it. Okay, um, so it's daytime now. You can actually see. Yeah, I think that's probably a better start. It's still cold. The snow's still there. I will say, yeah, the snow. The yeah, snow's absolutely. Still there. Um, but it's definitely a little bit easier to see what's going on here. Can I do just like a general investigation check to see like, or hmm, maybe a survival because then I can like kind of track what was happening in the snow. Would that work? Um, yeah, sure. I would say, well, either one really, because you're kind of doing the um, putting on forensic mode kind of thing. Here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so first uh, he's going to do the snow thing and try and track what exactly went down. Okay, I guess that this would be survival, I guess. Yeah. yeah. 
Dirty 20. Dirty 20, okay. So uh, now that you've kind of heard the Marianne's story, that she's saying it was her carriage, you can kind of, with that in mind, kind of look at sort of clues in the, in the you know, sort of ruts in the snow and that that you maybe wouldn't have put together before. And it does look like you can, you can sort of imagine here... Uh, where the, the cart was forced off of the road into this clearing. Mm-hmm. You can see sort of a few light footprint traces around the edge of the road, which you know aren't yours, and the sort of wheel ruts where it's sort of been forced off. Um, you can sort of see where it was parked, because it's slightly less snow in one bit. <laughs> so uh, not, not a huge amount, but again, it's sort of with a, with a dirty 20, or you know. I, I otherwise, it's the kind of thing that would not be quite so obvious without um, without mm-hmm. a good check like that. So what you seem to put together here is that it was forced off the road and um, you can see there was quite a lot of movement around where it was. Yeah, there's, there's sort of remains of footprints and things. They're partially filled in with extra snow. It takes a little bit of t- time to sort of discount your own party's feet from when you came into the clearing and were helping where you found Marianne and then rushing off to the other side of the clearing to fight the the tree thing. Mm-hmm. So it takes a little bit of time, but thankfully <laughs> one of you is a cat person and two of you are quite big with fairly heavy feet. So you're able to find your own footprints <laughs> quite quickly. So what you sort of seem to see here is that the, the carriage was forced into the clearing. People were pulled off of it and out of it. Whatever went down, went down. The, the bodies are still here of the three other people who were on the carriage. Uh, I think I said one of them was headless. And... Um, uh, and then you can see the where the carriage was then taken out of the clearing at speed. And I am assuming that the head is not here. Oh no, the head's here. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it's just it's just like a couple of meters away from the body. That's all. Got it. Okay, so they didn't take it with them. No. Okay. Uh, this is gonna sound really like loot gobliny, but. It's more like I want to see what they have on them, if they have any, like, identification. Sure. Yeah, okay. Uh, I guess can we get an investigation check from me then, if you, this is sort of yeah. checking stuff out around them. Wow, 19. 19. Okay, it's pretty good. Um, so the headless one is a Goliath. Fairly heavy coat on him. Still, like a kind of got a dagger at his belt, which almost seems like he didn't have time to get out. But there is a uh, a sword, sort of a short distance from his hand, that it looks like it's dropped after he he was dropped. And the head is, you know, it's, it's a head. It's got a tongue sticking out and uh, it's kind of grim. <laughs> um, he's got just pocket change in his pockets, other than that. But you, you can't see any uh, sort of form of identification. You know, it's it, actually it's not a. It's not a tiny amount of money. He's got probably ten golds worth of gold in his pockets. It looks like if he if he was being paid, he's, he's much bigger than the other two. It was it's possible that he was a guard of some sort, like a, a sort of hired muscle for for the journey, and uh, he was not sufficient clearly. Um, but he was he was clearly being paid fairly well for it. Um, he doesn't have anything otherwise on him. Oh well, we're not going to leave that gold just kicking it here. So I'm just going to go ahead and add that to my pocket. Yeah, he don't need it. Um, so yeah, I guess put. Did I say about ten gold? He's got about ten golds worth in his pockets. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is there anything like noteworthy on the dagger at all, or is it just kind of a standard dagger? Um, it's just kind of a standard dagger. It's, it seems fairly well made. It's quite a sort of. I don't know. He, he's got a. It's quite a professional look about it. Like you know, this guy. You know. 
newest stuff and that and has some decent equipment but um, it doesn't seem to be magical or anything it's just like a well-made dagger so the same for the sword it's you know it's just steel um, but it's you know it's a decent make but um, yeah nothing too fancy about it other, other than like you know it looks like a well-made weapon that's all Alright, well, waste not. I'm going to add that to my backpack. Um, <laughs> just picking up the stuff. Just the dagger, yeah. not the sword. Fair enough. Um, yeah. I'll leave that. Yeah. Um, actually, I think Kirik would like pick it up and kind of put it ceremoniously, leaning it up against the torso. Okay, yeah. Like as a sort of like, this, is, this was his weapon. Yeah. It should go with him. Sure, yeah. And then I'll move over to the next couple of bodies to see if they've got anything. Do yeah. you want me to roll again? Um, yeah, if you, if you would. It would do it, we'll do it one at a time, I guess. No, oh, that one's a 13. That's not as good. Okay. Um, the next body is fairly well-dressed. It's a human. Um, looks like he's had, he's, he's had his pockets gone through, but like, there's, you know, that he's got like a, it's a couple of rings on his hands that they've just left. Um, and that and he's, he's fairly well, well, well-dressed sort of thing in, in a sort of quite I don't know I don't want to say a suit but like the equivalent of like you know he's he's <laughs> he's quite well appointed and you you would sort of maybe guess that this might be the manager okay notably though you can sort of tell that his pockets have been gone through and there's no nothing in the way of paperwork or identification or anything on him like that and the rings are not like there's not a signet ring or it's there just isn't a signet standard. ring no they, these just look like I have some money and I'm showing off by buying jewelry kind of rings Mm. All right, well, I'm going to go ahead and leave those where they're at. He was clearly doing fairly well out of his client, I will say, <laughs> is, the, is the feeling you get from that. You know, nice clothes, nice a bit of jewellery on him, and look where it got him. Can't be walking on the roads like that. Yeah. Um. Okay, well, if I'm not finding anything noteworthy, I'm going to move to the last yeah. body. Okay, can I get another investigation check from you for that one, then? Uh, that one is a 16. 16. This is it. It's a younger guy. Um, it's got a little bit of sort of scruff, you know, sort of um, light beard going and that. And looks to be wearing sort of uh, slightly heavier coat and boots, but a little bit sort of scrappier. And um, you know what? With a 16, I'll tell you, you find a short distance from him a hat which has been knocked off. Oh. But he looks to be wearing like a traveling cloak sort of thing. Is it a neat hat? Or is it just kind of a hat, hat? It's just kind of a hat. Hat. And investigating, it would look like he has been killed by a spell blast to the chest. Oh, rough way to go. Yeah. Like a burnt hole in his um, in his torso. Nothing interesting in his pockets? Uh, no, not really. Again, I, I would say with him, a little bit of pocket change, but adding up to a gold at the most kind of thing. Okay. Oh, there is a business card, actually. <laughs> I'll take the business card. Why not? It's the only thing that I've found. It, it, it looks handmade, and there's a couple of them, so you would guess maybe they're his. It says, Michelle's Express Carriages. And there's like a, a little cartoon drawing of a carriage with a smiling man at, at the reins. And there, there's like an address. Uh, and you, you don't recognize the, the streets or anything, um, but you do recognize the town name. Actually, do you recognize the town name? That's a good question. Can I get... What would this be? Hmm. It's like a knowledge uh, check more than anything, but uh, I guess history. Uh, yeah, like I would say history. History? Yeah, okay. I'm going to get a history check for him just to see if you recognize the name. 
17. My dice are either like, yes, or yeah. meh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, you, do, you don't recognize the, 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 uh, the streets at all, but the, the town is uh, Averro, uh, which you know is a sort of central Ashalan town. And what was the name of the... What was on the business cards? Uh, just Michelle's Express uh, Carriages. I'm just writing this. Uh, M I C H E L. It's Michelle, as in like the French Michelle, rather than uh. Michelle, as in like Pfeiffer, I guess. I'm <laughs> 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 just, just racking my brain. Who's a famous Michelle? Uh, but yeah, that, that's all he's got on him. All right. All right. Well, I think finding nothing else. Actually, there's one more thing I want to check with the tree fight. Hmm. Did the tree thing happen? to them like was it related or did we just go into the wrong spot at the wrong time well this is a good question if you want to check out the tree area I'm going to need another investigation check from you yeah I want to check out the tree area 18 18 okay other than your own footprints in the snow around it and like the, the remaining sort of ash that the thing sort of faded away into after you killed it um, the tree itself that whole area doesn't have many other footprints around it, although after some some looking, you do see a lighter set of footprints near to the tree itself. Um, obviously, it's a bit sort of churned up where the battle happened and everything. Mm. But looking at the the remains of the tree, with, with that dice roll, I will say, you can see that it does look like it had some kind of sigil carved into it. I guess, can I get an arcana check from you real quick? Yeah. Just to see if you recognize anything about it, I guess, in terms of... Oh, yeah. No, I don't. That's a five. That's a five. No, it, it looks like it... Yeah, I mean, you, you you recognize it as like this might have been a magical thing, but mm-hmm. no, you can't get anything more than that. Okay. And the sigil, it looks like it was like split in two when the thing came out. So did are the steps coming from the woods towards the clearing, or are they going from the clearing towards the tree? Clearing towards the tree. Okay. Clear we're dealing with a magic user. They're as aware as I am that we're dealing with a magic user, so um, I don't know if there's much of anything that I can really tell the group. Anyway. I think from the the story of, like, her face changed into my, you know, the the implication there is that it could be magic, and I feel like that would be put together. Yeah. Fair assumption. Okay. Um... And if all goes well, like you can just fill them in when they catch up with you. Yeah, because nothing bad is going to happen between now and then for sure. Look, I can't um, confirm or deny anything at this point. No, it's going to be totally fine. <laughs> just, just do it. It's fine. Be fine. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah. And I'm not going to. Uh, I think having learned as much as he can from mm. the situation, um, I think Kirk's going to take off. Okay. Towards Valenay. So, um, I guess you just sort of how do you, how what what do you do when you wild shape? I guess this is the is that if you got like a, a cool cool stance or anything that you pull first, or are you just like suddenly a suddenly a hawk? <laughs> um, I think he's gonna try and find like a downed tree or a large rock to kind of help launch him up into the air. Cool. So he'll take kind of a running start towards that, and then use that as a jump-off point, and then as he's mid-air, that's when he wild shapes and takes off. Perfect. Cinematic. I love it. (laughs) Uh, 
Um, okay, so yeah, you are airborne and you are bound for the capital. You have two hours until your wild shape runs out, but you, you might just make it. Yeah, we're going to get as far as we can. At the very least, you're going to get you're going to get a decent distance towards it before it runs out. Yeah. Perfect. Bear in mind, that's at full speed the whole distance as well. So you are going to maybe be a little bit tired by the time you get there. But yeah. Luckily, I only need a short rest. So oh, that's cool. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so you are bound for the capital. Um, let's head back to uh, Miri and Booga. So heading into the, the town square then of Colton's March, you, uh, you doesn't take you long to find uh, the post office with a, a big sort of sign uh, kind of hanging from the side of the building, um, which has like a, a bugle on it because, uh, you know, we're, we're keeping some stuff a little bit similar to the real world. And um, in quite f- fancy lettering is written... Consignia. The sign is uh, the sign is kind of green painted, dark green, like a forest green. Okay. Stopped outside it is a cart, oh. painted the same color, a carriage I should say, enclosed carriage, um, painted the same color green. Is there anyone in the driver's seat? Uh, not at the moment, no. Okay. There are some horses there, just with, with feed bags on their on their faces. Okay. Then I am going to uh, do my, by now, uh, trademark, walk up the door, knock once, and walk in. Okay. A little bell rings as you open the door. And, um, yeah, you find yourself in what looks to be a small post office. There are, uh, there's, a, there's a counter. Um, there's nobody at it at the moment. You can hear sounds of movement through, like, an open um, door into the back. Sounds like a couple of voices talking to each other. And um, there's a few sort of shelving units on either side leading up to it uh, um, that have sort of various empty packaging things and there looks to be some greeting cards on the other side and what I can only describe as like gift shop crap (laughs) 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 as well. After you walk in and the bell rings, uh, a sort of quite um, officious looking half-elf woman comes out from the back area. Hello, can I help? Um, hi, are you, are you, are you the driver of that, that carriage out front, or are you, um, do you work here? Uh, no, I'm the, uh, I'm the postmistress. Um, the, the driver is, uh, he's, well, is, uh, engaged at, at back at the moment. Oh, hello, hello, my, my name is Miri, uh, this is, this is my friend Buga, and, um, we, uh, you know, we, we saved a woman, at, out, outside the town, and, uh, she, was traveling to Valenay, oh, and um, she she told us that uh, she was she was scheduled to uh, sing at the opera um, in three days' time, and um, the king is going to be there, and um, some people robbed her, and uh, we we think that they're going to try to impersonate her and and her retinue, and uh, try to you know while the king is there. So um, we're worried about the safety of the king, and so we need to get to Valenay real fast. Of course. Well, this is this is an important business. Um, uh, how, how can I help? Well, um, we we need to get we need to get to Valenay pretty fast, and uh, we were wondering if, if we could have the help of, of the person, uh, you know, the mail carriage. Hmm, well, that, that, yeah, we can ask him. Um, she, she turns to the back, so there. Uh, 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 Rickard, Rickard, um, uh, there's sort of 
kind of stocky looking uh, dwarf comes around the corner. Yep. Well, well, how can I help? He's got like a hat on, but it's like a kind of peak brim on it and everything. It's it's not like a top hat or anything. It's just it's it's like a flat cap with a brim sort of thing. Oh, like a like a watch cap kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say so he's in a full kind of green uniform, the same as the the same color green. Uh, hello, Mister Mister Rickard. Um, my name is Mary. This is my friend um, Buka. We we uh, rescued a woman that was on her way to Valine, uh To uh, uh, you know, we rescued her outside town. Uh, she was traveling to Valine to sing at the opera in in three days' time, and mm. I guess the king is going to be there. And um, she was uh, robbed and uh, her carriage stolen outside of town. And we believe that. Uh, we're worried that that the king might be might be in danger because we think that some people are trying to impersonate her and be there. So um, we need to get to Valenay really fast. Well, I'm, I'm, oh, this, this is important. I, I mean, I'm going to Valenay next. You can, you can ride with me if you want. Get you there. Look at his spit. Oh, that would that would be wonderful. Thank you, thank you, Mister Rickard. Thank you. Uh, yeah, you'll have to ride in the back with the uh, with the sacks. That's okay. We can do that. Right? I'm gonna look at Booga. Uh, oh. Because <laughs> I do not care, but Booga's kind of big. <laughs> like a, like a large, a hmm. large being. Well, it, it might be a little bit of a squeeze, but it beats being out on the road on the horses by herself. So, yes, yes. I can make do. Well, I'm, I'm leaving in 10 minutes. Is that enough time? Oh, yeah, I, yeah time that sounds... Matter, so, yes. Let's make haste. Ten minutes is ideal, almost. Mm-hmm. Real quick, are, were we gonna uh, try to bring the woman with us? Well, this is up to you. And I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I don't necessarily want to be like, here, get crammed in the back of this milk carriage, mm. so you can, yeah. But um, on the other hand, it might be good to have her with us because she might be able to, like, she can corroborate our story. Yeah. But yeah, it doesn't sound like she knows anyone there. I don't know. Well, yeah, if all of her, all of the people that were with her, and the reason for going, like they're all gone now. Ultimately, we don't know if she wants to stay here or not. If you if you want to retcon it, we can say that you asked her when you went back to see Hamish about the mail coach. Okay. I feel like this that, would have been a decision yeah. that you would have made before before this point. Right. Yeah. Just to, just to facilitate, so we're not running back and forth to the pub over and over again and yeah. Yeah, because yeah. you were just in the pub before you came here, so I think we can maybe say this was a conversation that was had. And the other thing I would ask her would have been um, if she had anything that could like prove, like a, like an invitation or something. So I'll give you that, but without without acting, you know, without role playing, she doesn't have anything on her. Like she 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 checked anyway, but she's just basically in basic clothes at this point. Yeah, they even took an. She, and she relates that she told this to Kerrick that they mm-hmm. they even took her grandmother's locket from her round her neck. So, what did the locket look like? Um, it's like a simple sort of silver pendant. Mm-hmm. Circular. Uh, yeah, but it had a small uh, aquamarine um, gem in the middle of it. And can she tell me what's inside? Uh, yeah, she can. Uh, there is a small uh, etching of her parents. Okay. So I could possibly use that as a way to 
uh, corroborate my story because I could I can tell someone who, that what's in the locket, mm. you know. But you don't have the locket, as the yeah. Well, I mean, if if the person took the locket, yes, I I could be like, there's the locket. It's it has a small aquamarine gem, and it should have etchings of yeah, uh, a male and a female. Is she an elf? Human, yeah. Human. Okay. So male and female, female human. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you, you could still bring her with you, though, if you wanted. I'm not pushing you one way or another on that. I'm just, yeah, the other options there. If she's willing in this space, then yeah, I think it's yeah. the best. If she's, yeah, if she's willing to be crammed in the back of a male carriage. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be cozy. <laughs> Get to know each other a lot better. They will not. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, she, yeah, let's put it this way. She doesn't know anybody here either. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you, you you, lot have kind of shown a willingness to help. And mm-hmm. you did save her life, so she's not against coming with you. Okay. Yeah, let's bring her with us. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ilya, the, as, as you leave the... Okay, so this is a little bit of a flashback then. Um, as, as you leave the pub before coming to the post office um the the barmaid uh says hold on a second and um she grabs a, a spare traveling cloak and gives it to the uh gives it to marianne the uh the young lady so chilly out there <laughs> good luck mm-hmm. and uh thank you yeah and so and then you head off to the post office mm-hmm. so okay then i guess we can say then that booger i guess you, you you're briefly sort of uh convinced to help uh load the sack of mail from here, from Colton's March, and um, the three of you bundle into the the back of this uh, this mail carriage. It's it's, you know, it's it's just a regular sort of close, enclosed carriage, sort of size. There is you know it's it's packed full of um, sacks of mail, but like it's not uncomfortable. A little bit cramped with the sacks in there, but you you're able to each have your own little sort of seat, and um, yeah, and uh, cool. Rickard uh, gets up on the seat of that and he, he knocks on the top and says, All right, next stop, Valenay then. Mm-hmm. And here we go. Yeah! <laughs> Before you know it, you are <laughs> heading out of Colton's March and back onto the road. Mm-hmm. On the road again? <laughs> <laughs> he starts, yeah, he starts humming that song under his, uh, under his breath as it's going. <laughs> it's a particular favourite of his. <laughs> Somehow has made it across the the universe to this <laughs> um okay Kirik a couple of hours pass and you're kind of keeping track in your head roughly of how long you've got left of your wild shape I feel like this is sort of unsaid but I feel like it would be like a feeling of like oh I haven't got long left I haven't got long left you know sort of unconscious yeah, and sort of yeah the energy needed to keep that going yeah it's definitely running out yeah you're definitely feeling the burn after like coming up on two hours of intense flying as a hawk and just as you feel like you you're just reaching your limit you can you sort of dip down back towards ground level and you can see not too far away the imposing structure of the outer um, defensive curtain wall which rings the, the greater Valane area. It's a big area. This is a long thick wall which um, has been the main defense main outer defense of the city for quite a few centuries now but looming over 
the uh, the end of the the King's Road before it heads into through through what's known as Westgate is uh, the fortress of the Sapphire Keep, which is the headquarters of the army of of Valana, and it's a it's a very in, in, imposing but welcome landmark, which um, you know is the the outer limits of Valane itself. And uh, just as you're just as you reach the ground, your wild shape drops, and you are probably ten minutes from the entrance to the city, Westgate itself. Lovely. Yeah, as, as you've sprinted nearly eighty miles across the <laughs> across the countryside. <laughs> so, so yeah, you, you drop your wild shape, and you're like, oh god. Oh, Is there a stump nearby that I can sit down <laughs> on? Yeah, you can have a sit down. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite the sprint. You sit down on stuff. It's getting actually, you know, we're, we're getting towards the evening now. I will say because it's been a couple of hours. It was sort of the afternoon when you're doing all that, and so it's starting to get a little darker again. Um, you sit down on the stump, and uh, an owl, which doesn't look too familiar, it's not the same owl from earlier on, <laughs> but just hops onto the stump next to you and looks up at you and hoots uh, sympathetically as you catch your breath. <laughs> But Kira gives the little owl a smile and a, an agreeing nod to the hoot. that's going to do it for this episode uh, we'll be back in two weeks time on thursday february the 8th with the next chapter of this story and we hope you'll all join us for that in the meantime you can find us online at pretendingmadice.com uh, there's links there to all of our social media pages our discord server merch store and uh, yeah much much more uh, so yeah for now that's our show we hope you all enjoyed it see you next time